With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Age of Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, of course, as always, is... My brother Cooper. Cooper, how we doing, brother? Doing pretty good this week, man. Uh, finally eating like I need to and uh, getting the sleep I need to, so things seem to be doing a lot better. That's good. I've actually been working on a lot of schoolwork and just trying to keep my head up straight, you know what I mean, and uh, keep myself busy. So. Yes, sir, I understand. Uh, uh, I was not getting much good sleep earlier this week and finally got a decent night's sleep last night, so I'm a little more... A little more lively today. A little more lively today, yeah. And so, and ready to do this. More Let's wrestling do it, talk. Man. I'm, I'm happy, man. Yes, sir. Wrestling talk, baby. Yes, sir. So we're going to do things a little bit differently this time. Um, we're we're going to introduce um, two new segments. Well, one's a just a segment because we're just going to have a little debate on something. We'll tell you about that later. But another one will be an ongoing segment um, starting with this episode. So I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to first kind of then talk about a couple things that happened recently in the following of uh, the fallout from SummerSlam. First one we're going to start with was the Monday night after SummerSlam. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura teamed up to do a six-man tag match. And then after the match, after the victory, Shinsuke attacked Rollins with a Kinshasa. And then also would follow it up later this week and get his shot at Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight title and also finished up that uh, little promo with another King Shasta to the champ. So Cooper, what are your thoughts on Shinsuke Nakamura challenging for the title? Well, I mean, this, this makes good for good, you know, good rapport. And mm-hmm. also, you know, it sells tickets, man. Uh, Shinsuke versus Seth Rollins is not a bad match. No, it's not. Um, and we know Triple H 
had his guys in NXT, and mm-hmm. Shinsuke was one of them. So it's good to see him pushing other guys, other guys getting a shot at the title. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but I don't think he'll beat him. But for real, it, it's going to be a good match. Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, Shinsuke has um, finally got to the point where he's ready to, you know, get back to the limelight of the main titles, get away from the mid-card. Yes, which um, is nice. Yeah, which is very nice. Uh, I do believe Shinsuke deserves a chance. Uh, do I think he's going to win it? Probably not. But to be back in the main title picture is a lot better than him hovering around the United States title or Intercontinental title in this case because Monday Night Raw has Intercontinental yeah. title now. But to get out of the mid-card um, and step back up. It's kind of hard up. to be in the mid-card too when you got somebody holding the holding the uh, Intercontinental title for however many days. Come on now. All right, absolutely. And, uh, and I, I think this is going to be great because... We know Rollins is very athletic. We also know Shinsuke is very athletic. So it's going to make a great match in that aspect. Um, and I'm looking forward to see how um, you know Rollins now counters back with some head games back on their way leading up to, um, I'm guessing it's payback, I believe. Yeah, I think it's payback. Yeah, so they'll be going at payback, um, which I believe is September 5th. So it's going to be more... I don't know, because like you said, like we talked about before we even got on here, they're not really pushing Cody for the title, for that title. Cody seems hell-bent to eventually be the challenger that takes down Roman or whatever they're planning on doing, but it's kind of hard right now since he's not on SmackDown, and that's where that championship is, so it makes you wonder if he's going to be the back-to-back Royal, Royal Rumble winner. I mean, it would be cool, but I mean, I'm just like, dude, can we get over this already? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just crazy what they're doing with the bloodline right now. It is, and we're, we'll get into that in a little yeah. bit, but I just was like, I, I, so I just like, you gotta pick somebody to take on Rollins, and I think Shinsuke was a good pick. When and since, you know, like we said, you know, Cody said he doesn't want to face Rollins anymore, mm-hmm. I mean... It's kind of it's kind of weird because he did that in AEW too. Remember when he said he wouldn't face Chris Jericho ever again? Yeah, after and we're lost. like thinking, well, how long is he gonna hold the damn title? Yeah, I was like, come on now. I mean, we gave him credit too because he didn't just take the title as the main guy because he could have. Yeah, and he you know, they put it on Jericho, but then it's like, wait, because at the time they only had the one title too. They didn't have they didn't have the TNT title event. Like they do now and all that. And so it's like, why would you keep yourself off the main title like that? Until, you know, they finally developed other things and all that fun stuff. And but you it's know just... What's, what's crazy about it, too, is the difference between mm-hmm. AEW and WWE with the way they push Cody. Mm-hmm. Because Cody is dynamite on the mic, dude. Yeah. Like, he can cut a promo like no other, bro. And when your actions don't match up to that promo, yeah, it's like, it's all for naught. And yeah. it sucks to watch. And it's all because of a direction a promoter is wanting to go. Right, absolutely. And that's what... And I think with, you know, maybe... You know, I know there might be some animosity between him and Triple H. I don't know. Still? 
the throne, hate, whatever, I don't know, but, you know, at least Triple H is being a businessman about it and realizing it's we got to push him a certain way. Even if he's not, you know, on a main title, they're still pushing him like he's a main event player. And they should. Um, and obviously they had to do something too with the title, though. Because you still have your now it looks like you're about to really about to tear apart Judgment Day, yeah. And uh, with especially with um, Priest holding the briefcase, uh, another briefcase incident cost Finn Balor a match. Though they uh, tried to make Judgment Day stand together after that because they all came out and attacked Cody after Cody had won the match, but this last Monday night. But I so you got dissension there. You're not putting... Cody's not going after the World Heavyweight title as long as Rollins holds it for whatever reason. Um, so it, it just, it's like... Triple H, for whatever reason, they just Triple H really don't like each other in real life. It is... It's... Well, they don't. They don't like each other, so... Nah. I mean, you really want to... I mean, you could go in the ring with a guy you don't like and make a lot of money, but... Mm-hmm. At the same time, if that other guy don't like you and you don't like him, somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, that's a possibility. So, As we've seen already. Yeah. Someone did get hurt. Um, Rollins does a good job of uh, injuring people. So. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Or altering alter, altering careers for Becky. Anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> she got hurt another way. Anyways. Oh, so it's, it's, it's a look. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an interesting. Did you um, hear about that? With Becky and Triple H and all that? Mm-mm. I guess her match, she was supposed to have a match on the SummerSlam card, mm-hmm. and it was pushed off. Weird. Yeah. And so we could we could have had a Becky Lynch rather than that a terrible bombing of an MMA match? I guess so. <laughs> MMA rules match? Oh. So, <laughs> she, she made, he made some comments at the press conference about you know, someone's just because I guess she did a post about not doing anything this weekend. Guess I'm gonna make some lemonade or something like that. And <laughs> she did an Instagram about it. And then at the press conference, Triple H commented about it and said, you know, some people not might not like the way you know things are going around here, the way things are being pushed around here. But they're gonna have to take their lemonade and you know make, take their lemons and make their lemonade. And I guess she made her, I guess on Monday Night Raw, she was sitting at the um, commentary table after SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And I guess she spit lemonade everywhere like Triple H does his water and yeah. made some gestures about it. <laughs> So, I mean, I still think she's a main event player and I think it's crap that, you know, you don't push her like that. So Very true. Um, so, all right, so we're going to go ahead and switch from one main title to the other main title as, uh, well, it's not really just about the main title. It's mostly about, mostly uh, about, about the family issues, family issues, quite honestly. Um, Jimmy, of course, you know, said what he had to say about what he did on SummerSlam. Um, he said he didn't want, he cost Jay because he didn't want Jay to turn into the egotistical asshole that Roman is. And that's... A direct quote, so don't get mad at me for saying asshole. Okay, you can get mad at me on the second time, but <laughs> the first time was a direct quote <laughs> from go. Jimmy. <laughs> so you can't get me mad at me on the first one. Anyways, um, and then of course Jay. Most, most wrestling fans, they already know, bro. So yeah, it's no. all good. 
So I'm just saying. But anyway, so super kicked Roman, super kicked Solo, then super kicked Jimmy, um, and then basically told everybody he's out. Um, and there is speculation and rumors abound because Jimmy uh, Jay's contract does end with WWE later on this month, and then um, of August if you end up listening to this later on for some reason, instead of immediately after we post it. <laughs> um, so the month of August it's supposed to end, and it would expire. And his um, 90 day no compete clause would end just in time for him to appear at. AEW's all out um, if that were to converse. That's what their rumor is. Yeah. But of course, we also know WWE has no problem throwing some reality into their storylines and could just be playing it off that, yeah, his contract is supposed to end, but at some point, probably no. He's probably just going to have some time off. And then he's probably going to come back and maybe he's going to be the one that comes back. And maybe he comes back as a surprise entrant in the Rumble. Because he's been off for so long. And then he maybe wins it There's to re-challenge There's also speculation Rumble. though that mm-hmm. his dad's coming back. Here soon, yeah. And that when he comes back, Jay's coming with him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you know... I like this little throwing the fans off thing. Do I think he's going to AEW? No. There's no reason for him to go to AEW. No, really. Other than what? Ooh, a new challenge. Ooh, big deal. I mean, honestly, you're where the big dogs play. Yeah. Let's be honest. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. I'm, I'm actually happy to see his dad kind of maybe deciding to step in and be like, hey, being the, the the voice of reason with all this, because they're all the bloodlines. It's not very intact right now. No, there's cracks, a lot of cracks in the foundation. Well, what was also interesting is there was a post he posted, Rikishi did, and I guess it's been taken down since then. But he made comment like he was going to be a special guest referee between a between the Usos at Payback. For them to settle their differences. So, and I think it got taken down not long after that. Probably because of the storyline they're pushing with Jay. Yeah, making it seem like he's leaving. Yeah. Kind of be dumb to give that away, especially because payback is after his contract would end. Yeah. So, I mean, I I, I just, my only problem is, is they're, they're still holding out that sliver of hope that The Rock can make it for WrestleMania 40. Against Roman. So they're keeping this bloodline thing going like I'm this. I'm so tired of it, dude. Like, The Rock isn't going to come back for anything at this point, I don't think. He's got too many projects. I mean, yeah, as soon as that I strikes I mean, but over, you are right now with the writer's strike and whatnot. It'd be nice to go do. the perfect time for it, but... They want to do it at Mania. And yeah. You think this writer's strike is going to last all the way until April? Until April? Yeah. I don't think so. There's too many things going on. at the Rumble or something. That would be cool. I mean, I don't think it's going to last till the Rumble either. I wouldn't be surprised if it's done before Christmas, you know? Oh, yeah. Because uh, all these major studios in Hollywood are going to start losing money. What I'm money. saying is if you, get the, if you get it done and squared away before then, you're good to go. He's already... 
set up to do it. So. Yeah, or, you know, schedule him now and then tell him the, the way Hollywood has to work to schedule around that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, it is what it is with that. It's just like, though, I'm just like, do something so we can kind of move on to the point where either you just go ahead and disintegrate the bloodline, let Roman do his championship shit on his own, and either win or lose based off his own merit, or either, or that, or get everybody to fall back in line properly, and let's figure it out from there. Yeah. Because this is getting ridiculous. I mean, they're already about to kill Judgment Day, now the bloodline's got major cracks in the foundation, Solo looks like he wants to fight everybody. Yeah, so <laughs> so don't give a shit who you are. He's just gonna fight you. I mean, we see what he does to his own blood, his own brothers, dude. That's yeah. that's yeah. And he and he's ready he to don't go. Care. He's ready to go. He's gonna. I think uh, him versus Roman would be cool too. Ah, uh, could you imagine? Oh, I'm telling you, man. And then they've got Umaga son now wrestling, uh, Sika. Yeah, Sika's wrestling. Man. So it's gonna be cool to see what they do with him because eventually, you know, he's gonna come up. So yeah. So let's let's just say let's put a number on it. What what odds do you give at all? I know you said you don't see it, but any odds? Five percent, ten percent? What odds do you see him possibly leaving and going over to AEW? What would you give it? I, I just don't know, dude. I don't know because I don't really see there's. Anything more there other than maybe? I don't think they could outpay WWE. I don't think so either. I think so, you're right about that. So what'd you say? Five, ten, ten five, ten, something like that. I mean, the only reason why I would do it is for a change. Yeah. And so that he could maybe be main event. Jey Uso, yeah. and he's not gonna be Jey Uso over there. True. So I, I would. I'm gonna give it. I'm going to give it a little higher. I'm going to give it a quarter, a 25% chance, only because I think, though they can't outbid WWE, but I think they would be more than happy to push Jay and give him more opportunities than he really's had yeah. as a singles competitor. I know he's had great opportunities with him and his brother as tag, yeah. as tag yeah. champions and stuff, but for a singles push... I could I could see that be tempting. You know, you know what's funny is now you're thinking, well, what's Jimmy gonna do? Because Jimmy's on his own too. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like, is he the Marty Jannetty of the tag oh, team? Oh my goodness! Like that was. Well, what's going on here? Well, it, what, I it, mean, <laughs> we see we see what Shawn Michaels did to Marty Jannetty. Yeah. And what what did Jimmy get at the end of that? A super kick. <laughs> And what's and what's worse though, it's actual family, right? Could you imagine how they, much worse this, that would have been if Janetti and Michaels were actually related? Thanksgiving and Christmas is gonna be awkward. Oh, oh my God, that would be terrible. You become the Marty Janetti. Can we just family. have the cameras in there the whole time? Oh, I know. See what goes on. WWE, you need a new, <laughs> you need a new TV project. It's gonna be at home with the Usos after the dissolve of the Bloodline, because <laughs> that would be. Epic. You won't even need to have it quote unquote semi scripted. You just let that shit go. <laughs> that talk about true reality TV. Oh yeah, that's oh my god, awesome. Oh, that would be that'd be so much fun. Anyways, all right, sir. 
So let's get into our new segment. Uh, we'll do the one that's going to be quick and easy um, to get rid of because it's... It's just something we've, we've talked about. We so. talked about, and, you know, and of course, you guys, we're going to post, um, you know, we're going to post a poll on it too. Yeah. Because um, we'd like to get your opinion on it. Um, we're going to give you ours, and we're going to see if you agree with us, either one of us, or provide your own opinion. So, here we go. And if you win, or whatever, whatever percentage is, maybe we should do something cool like... Shout out somebody's name on here or something. Yeah, we could do that. All right, so first segment is going to be the GOAT finisher. The greatest of all time, baby. What is the GOAT finisher? Cooper, lead us off. Dude, I hate to say it. And I, got, I, I have to say this mm-hmm. because you can hit this sucker at it anywhere. And everybody overuses it now, all cause they love it. Uh-huh. The sweet chin music, a straight up super kick. But you're talking specifically, of course, Shawn Michaels. Shawn baby. Michaels' sweet chin music. Yes, because his is fantastic. Now, besides the fact that you can hit it out of anywhere, give us a little more breakdown of why you feel that it is the greatest finisher of all time. Well. How many finishers are replicated? Not many. How many people are replicating the Sweet Chin music pretty much? A lot of people. You got the Usos. Cody kind of, but it's a little weird. This is more of a mid-kick. Yeah. I mean, but you got a little part of it. And then you got the Young Bucks. Young Bucks, of course, do it all the time. Um, Yeah, it's, it's just... People use it all the time now, and I just think that it's that cool of a move that everyone's like, yeah, let's do that. I mean, even taking a, a super kick would be cool, I think. Yeah, I mean, Rollins does one. Um, um, Kevin Owens does one. So, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Owens, he needs to quit stealing moves, because <laughs> that stunner is something weird, dude. <laughs> it's stuttered. I mean, it's okay, but it's not. It's not Stone Cold Steve Austin stutter, and I don't think anybody could really duplicate what Stone Cold does. True. Of course, it's also great when you have someone like The Rock who can oversell something like that. <laughs> right. Flop, 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 or Shawn Michaels. The flop. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only real issue I've always had. With the super kick or sweet chin music for Shawn Michaels, one flaw, it's really hard to do to a guy that's taller than you. Because you usually have to have him down on one knee so that way you can reach it better. That's my only complaint about oh, it. Oh, come on, just because he's tiny. I mean, he's like, was he six foot two or something? He's like, yeah, he's like six foot one, six foot two. I'm just saying, it's kind of hard when you have to get the big show down on one knee. For you to actually hit them but with. But the cool thing about wrestling nowadays is we're not overabundant steroid using big dudes. True. Wrestling. True. So the diversity of the, of which you can hit that at is pretty much everybody who wrestles now. Yeah. Except for what? Omos? Who? Oh. Yeah, true. So that would be the only. Well, Strowman, if he's, when he's back. Yeah. Um, he's a little too tall for most people to get it up that high. 
Um, but I think that's a strong because um, Undertaker's gone, Kane's gone. And I don't really, I don't really Mitchell's look. At, I don't gone. really look at Gallows and think of him. And he's a big dude. Yeah, well, he's still pretty tall. He's like six seven, six yeah. eight. So I know they try to bill him as seven foot, but you know, he, ain't he, ain't, he ain't that damn tall. You're big, but you're not big, big. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, yeah, that's, but that's the thing. That was my only real true downfall about it. It's just that if you're, if the guy is that much more taller than you, you kind of have to get him down on a lower level so you can actually hit it. That was my only complaint. That's really my only complaint for you. Yeah, because your favorite of all time is who? Mine is Randy Orton's RKO because you can literally hit anybody, anywhere, anytime. Out of nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. He's done it to Hogan on a car. He did it to Evan Bourne in midair. He's done it so many times. You know, I will give one of the greatest shots I ever seen Sean do was when he hit Shelton Benjamin in midair with it, with the sweet chin music, because that was fucking amazing. I'm like, damn. But, damn. but let's not forget, Evan Bourne's career kind of crashed when he got hit with that RKO. It kind of went wee. Yeah, but he's, he's doing good in the, I, I in know, the independence I, now. He's, I know he did good in the independence and got really bad and then he made it back to AEW. But, I mean, his WWE career crashed and burned almost instantly after that. <laughs> it was, a lot of people had a hard time. Cause, and then, you know, he hit... And what I also like about it, it's a move that... And it sounds bad because... it, But just... Remember, wrestling's fake, people, so I'm not condoning this. But the fact that you can also hit it on the gen, the other gender, and not and have it look bad, but it's not really bad because it's, you know, I'm not condoning violence against women. I'm just saying it's just interesting how you can do That's it. That's funny that you said that because I automatically thought of Stone Cold hitting Stephanie with a freaking stunner. Stunner. Yeah, but I mean it. If you hit the stunner wrong, it's a little hard. That's why I kind of like it because we've seen him hit Stephanie with it. I think he's hit Linda with it. Um, uh, who else did he hit? He's hitting some other women with it. I mean, he hit Nia Jax with it. That was freaking hilarious. Because mm. um, Nia tried to slap him and he just went <laughs> and ducked it and then <laughs> hit her with, her with the RKO. <laughs> when, uh, that was uh, during the Rumble when Nia entered the yeah. Rumble. Because um, so, she thought she could play with the big boys. Um, well, she kind of did play with Well, Duke yeah, she did. But I'm just saying, I was just saying, Orton was having none of that. So that that's why I like it. I mean, it, it it's a move that's easy to do for... And you can't reverse it, really. It's hard. It's there's, really there's hard. There's no way to really reverse it unless he's just... He's not on, like... He's not totally doing the move. Right. I mean, the only time you really ever saw anybody get away with not getting hit with it at a certain moment was usually a guy who was bigger than him. Yeah. You know, like when he tried to do it to a big show and big show just kind of launched him that way away yeah. from him, you know, it kind of almost looked like a basketball shot where he was like, Nope. Yep. <laughs> it knocked him. Um, but other than that, but then cause then it, it is, it's just a quick bam right out of nowhere. And you're just like, shit, where did that come from? <laughs> and, and it's a pain in the ass too. When he does it on the video game, from all right yeah because it's like he just walks around with the finisher ready always has his finisher bar ready to go because it's bam i don't know 
and that and that's what makes it. And that's what he's called the Viper because he can just strike out of nowhere, just like a snake can. Any type of snake, really. They just bam right there, and you're like, shit. <laughs> All right. There you go. So, uh, anything you have against my move, other than you did call it the uh, diamond cutter oh, the other yeah. night. <laughs> hey man. Only because, for real, I thought you were going to pick the Sweet Chin music because your favorite wrestler is HPK. Yeah. And honestly, Sweet Chin music is kind of like that. You can hit it out of nowhere. Yeah, So you can. Um, but you're right. You can reverse that a lot easier than you can in RKO. Mm-hmm. And I know I called it the Diamond Cutter, but it is <laughs> done more fluently than the Diamond Cutter was. But it is a variation of that. But yeah. It's done a lot better. So. Just, no, there's not much I can say about it because, I mean, Randy Orton has perfected that. And can't really say much about it. Just how he's done it, too. It's just unbelievable. Over a car with Hogan. Out of midair. Just standing there looking at you funny. And then, bam, there it is. And you're like, son of a bitch, you just nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think... The one he did a couple of years ago, I think it was WrestleMania. He did it against Seth Rollins. He freaking RKO'd him, and it was just his glorious dude. Just bam. Oh, oh, my favorite. I think my favorite one with him and Rollins though was when Rollins went to stomp curb stomp him, and he actually lifted Rollins up. And I think did- that was the one. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one was. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> he launched. Rollins because he saw it coming, so he kind of like he arched himself to launch Rollins, get up and bang up. Yeah. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, we ain't doing that no more. <laughs> nope. We I think that. Rollins stopped using a scoop stop there for a while after that, too. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> he wasn't really into that. Uh, I was just glad I got, I was glad Orton got done with the punt. That was just, I like the punt, though. He <laughs> was. Not your goat finisher, obviously, but <laughs> it was oh, effective. Did. It was very effective. Um, let's see. I, I, my favorite Sweet Chin Music moment, though, the triple threat match between him and Cena and Triple H. When he just nails Triple H right after the start of the match. Right. And Cena's just standing there like, yeah. uh, <laughs> the fuck just happened? <laughs> Sweet Chin Music. Triple H just knocks Triple H right out. That was for a title match and everything. And I love how Michaels just looks back at Cena and is just like, yeah. You ready? <laughs> Cena's about to shit himself. That's what I'm saying. Shawn Michaels has always been a character, too. Uh, he's he's the best. I just love what he does. It's just like amazing. So, yeah. That's, that's our GOAT's finisher. Sweet chin for Cooper. And... The RKO for me. I mean, it's just... So, like, yes, let's put a poll out. I want to see what people think about it. We will. Yeah, I think... It's a hard one, though, because there was great finishers. So. Yeah. there's a, And there's a lot of other great ones. I've always been a fan of the Powerbomb, but... It, it's done so much. Almost so much. everybody has a Powerbomb. And they're not... They don't even make it like a, a finisher anymore, really. Really, yeah, you're right. They kind of make it almost a signature move to set up a... Yeah. A different finisher, so... Batista's powerbomb was glorious. 
Yeah. That and Kevin Nash's uh, jackknife parallel. Uh, and of course, I will always credit and love Undertaker's last ride. Yeah. This just fucking. Cause I couldn't imagine you being that being, high. That's what I'm saying. Being up that high is just like no thank you. What's fun? Because he picks you up for the power bomb and then he lifts you up a little bit more and you're just like ah, no thanks. Yep. I'm done. I would have preferred a choke slam. Right. Because you go way up above his head and. Uh, choke, uh, you're like choke slam. You don't get up very high, Andy. <laughs> good thing it unless is, they're really good light. Good thing it isn't in the Indies, dude. He'd be hitting ceilings and shit. Fucking, <laughs> you hitting lamps like in the ceiling lights that hang down in the auditorium that we're right. in. And we're right on side, just <laughs> lift me up and bam! I can change the light bulb while I'm here. You put a hole in the ceiling while he's at it. What? <laughs> oh man, the good times though. Good times. All right, sir. So it's time to move to our recurring segment now. This is our new segment. Because uh, we're old. And we're, uh, we're old and it, it's it's something that's coming up yeah. too. First one we're going to do is the one who's been talking about retirement a lot lately because he's he knows he was kind of already towards the end of his career anyways when he came back um, and he doesn't want to risk possibly getting another injury to his neck anyways yeah so first off of who should retire whom we have who should retire edge the rated r superstar there you go, cooper um i've had i've gone so many different ways i've thought about this and thought about this and thought about this because there's so many he's had so many good rivalries yeah. Very many good rivalries. And there's one that I I know would be perfect, but he can't do it because he's not in WWE or available because he's in a rival company. So my honorable mention for this uh, is going to be Christian. Yes. Um, I think that would have been perfect. I also think if the two companies weren't so pig-headed and strong-headed and bull-headed and whatever-headed you want to talk about and actually thought about the benefits of a mutual partnership just even for this moment where you could have, hey, Edge is about to retire. Christian comes out to celebrate with him, then attacks him and says, you ain't going nowhere yet, bitch, or whatever, however you want to play it. On you know on a WWE programming, then Edge shows up on AEW programming the following night or a couple nights later, depending on when they decide to, you know, whenever yeah. they decide to actually have this issue, you know, whether it be SmackDown or Monday. Well, Edge is on SmackDown, so I guess it would be the following Monday, or no wait, they're on Wednesday, yeah. so it'd be on the yeah. following Wednesday on the next episode of AEW's Dynamite. Edge then comes back and attacks him, so that sets up for them. Because normally what they've been doing with WWE, when you're going out, you're usually going out taking an L. Well, AEW then should be looking like, well, our AEW guy just retired the WWE guy. Yeah. You you, you know, so we've got good talent. Because, look, we could take down a WWE. You know, you can play the story. And then you can have your little, you can still go back to kind of bickering about who's the better brain. Well, AEW has one up on you. So, you know, then you could say, hey, 
make a deal later on when Christian decides, or not Christian, when Jericho decides to retire, have someone from WWE retire him, and it's back to one and one. You kind of can play each other with that a little bit. You know, I'm All just right. saying. You could do that. Sting's about to retire at some point, too, and we'll eventually do his, because we know he's coming towards the end. He's even said he's coming towards the end. Yeah. So it'd be kind of nice to, you know, maybe have a partnership. But we know it's not going to happen. So Cooper, there's my honorable mention, or basically we both in agreement that's our honorable yes, mention. Yes, yeah, very much in agreement with that because, you know, they come, they came up together. Mm-hmm. And ENC, I mean, come on now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Brood and all that other fun stuff. Yeah. So, Cooper, who should retire the rated R superstar? See, I've been going back and forth between this one because mm-hmm. I really want to see him and John Cena. Mm-hmm. But John Cena is kind of Hollywood nowadays. Yeah. So you can't get John Cena to do it. Then your next, your next best bet would be him versus Randy Orton. His rivalry as soon as he came I'm back. I'm telling you, dude. As soon as he came back, yes. But... I mean, they had a rivalry back in the day, they too. Did. So they've got history. They went from being tag team champions to rivals, mm-hmm. to being friends again, to being rivals when he came back. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice to see that match be ended by those two. Cause, Absolutely. I mean, really, it's it'd be, it'd be nice to see, okay, well, I came back, and I want to finish my career with you. Yeah. So there you go. I came back. When I came back, we restarted my career together. Yeah. Might as well go out with you. Yeah, exactly. I, and I would agree 100% with that. But just to be a little different, I am going to pick the John Cena route. Because, what was it, 05 to 08, um, actually 09, because Edge retired in 10. The Edge-Cena rivalry was astonishingly good. It was, wasn't it? We had so many great matches. Plus, you had Lita's involvement, which you technically could have, because, yes, I get Edge is actually truly married to Beth Phoenix. But wouldn't it be kind of funny if Lita sided with Cena on this? And then you had, then you bring Beth in. Oh, Beth in. To stand up for her husband. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a rivalry between Liv two. Yeah. See, you can yeah. kind of move more that way. You can kind of play more angles to it. Yeah. Um, one of the best matches we've ever, I've ever seen in Cena's career was when him and Edge battled it out in an I Quit match. Yeah, that was a good match. That yeah. match was sadistic emotionally draining and I still can't believe Cena won that thing. Yeah, man, it was crazy. Um, and granted, Edge and Orton also had an I Quit match that was pretty stellar and Edge and, I mean, and uh, Randy and Cena also had some stellar I Quit matches. Yeah. I think they had a couple. But that one was just so demonic. Plus, then too, I also think it this way. Cena's semi-retired. Not really. He just shows up. He's a legend contract now and all that fun stuff. You could even do it as a career versus career match. True. Winner no longer competes in WWE. Now, that way you could still technically have seen a win. You mean loser? Huh? 
Loser no longer. Yeah, loser no longer competes in WWE. Cena can then win and still do his Hollywood stuff and still come back every now and then. Yeah. Because that's basically what he's doing anyways. That's what he does, yeah. And then Edge can then officially retire. Now, Edge can do some other things at some point. He could maybe partner in AEW with Christian. But he's no longer in WWE, so what does it matter? Or, you know, he can just be done. Yeah. However he wants to do his career after post-WWE. His life. It's his life and his choice. So that's why I think that would be best. Because um, I really hope when Orton's back is fully healed enough, I think Orton's career versus career really isn't there because Orton's not talking about retirement. He's not close to retirement. He's also only gone because of an injury. He's not gone where he could be just gone, gone like Cena. You could actually make it seem like, oh, Cena might just lose just because he's yeah. Hollywood anyways. Dude, Randy Orton could have been a big Hollywood star. I mean, he's got the looks, he's got yeah. the charisma, all of it, bro. But he didn't and, do it. But he didn't do it. He stayed, he stayed a company yeah. guy. And he's got a hell of a career for it. So that's why I, I just had the heart. So I, I couldn't see a career versus career versus him and Edge, where you could do that with Cena. Um, like I said, my honorable mention is still my top choice, <laughs> but that's why I would go with Cena. Though we've had great matches, it's a great rivalry, and I think a career and you can run out the career versus career. Like I said, you can bring the extra elements of um, Beth and um, Lita into it. So definitely, definitely be cool either way. I mean. Either way, it's both good rivalries. So oh, either yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that whatever, like, like I said, I'd rather see him versus Cena. Yeah, I know but you said that. Like I said, because of the way things are currently, yeah, it would be easier to have him versus Randy Orton, and Absolutely. it still makes sense. Yes. So. But we're of course we're both in agreement. We just rather see Christian. It yeah. just makes more sense it to does. see Christian. But the thing that sucks is Christian's doing his own thing elsewhere. Yep. So. And WWE, that's kind of your own fault. You brought him back for the Rumble. They had that great moment in the Rumble. that The Rumble that Edge ended yeah. up winning and all that. And then you kind of just dropped the ball and he took off to AEW. I was yeah. like, you see where you fucked up? <laughs> Could you imagine having Edge and Christian again for a little bit? I mean, I get it. It wasn't part of the storyline because you're putting Edge in for a championship opportunity, even though he wasn't going to win it. Yeah. But still, it's just kind of like we had the, and then you fucked it up. Pretty much. Yeah, fucked it up. It's like fuck that shit up. <sighs> anyway, so I'll get over it. <laughs> so, I mean, so there you guys go. So that's what we think. Um, and we'll put it out there. We'll put a poll out there. We'll give you our three options. Um, you know, the one we, of course, definitely agree on 100%. It's just nostalgic, pretty much. Yeah, yeah just nostalgic, pretty much. Um, and then, of course, we'll give you our options. And if you guys think someone else, because it could possibly be Seamus, because he's going to be facing Seamus here soon. So, yeah. and we don't know if that's the last one, because he did say Toronto was probably going to be it. So, and that's, I believe, this Friday. Yeah. So. Could this be the end? Uh, I hope not. I hope I mean, not too, because like I said, I think I'd rather see him either face Orton or Cena. But you heard what he said about Sheamus, didn't you? What? Sheamus brought him back. 
so. Uh, but I'd rather you go out against somebody who you have the history with. Because, yeah. I mean, like, when Flair and Michaels left, you kind of... You kind of got it. You kind of yeah. got it because of, you know, they're both connected to Triple H. They've been, you know, they have all that connection in a roundabout way. Yeah. To the WWE. To the WWE. And it's just like, when I'm looking at Sheamus, don't get me wrong, even if Sheamus was helpful in bringing Edge back and all that fun stuff, it's just, I don't have the there there. You know? If we had something... Because a lot of Seamus' good prime years, Edge was gone. Well, they said, too, they've never, they've never faced, so... Yeah. I don't know if I want that to be my first match in his final. It's just... I just... I, I need something... I'd rather have a little bit of closure. True good closure. And I think we can get that with Orton. Well, we or we can get that with Cena. One thing we can always say about wrestlers... And this is to be true. Yeah. Is that they always say, this is my last match. True. I'm retiring. True. How many times has Ric Flair said that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying, though. I just... I just want... I want good closure. Because I think I'm just always going to be pissed about the Corbin-Angle match at WrestleMania. Because... Corbin is, was shit then. He's doing a little bit better, I've heard, in NXT. I haven't yeah. been watching. He's kind of gone back a little bit to his lone wolf attitude. Which, which is good. Is good. Is very good. But at the time when he dropped Angle, then on top of that, you still fucked it up for him. You didn't even give him a good like push after that. It's like you knocked out a legend. Whether anybody likes Angle or not and thinks of him in a certain aspect or a certain light of being one of the greatest of all time, he's still a WWE legend. Yeah. And especially a legend in wrestling, period. We're talking about not just entertainment. We're talking about the true sport of wrestling. Yeah. Olympic gold medalist, a national champion wrestler. And what, what's cool about him is, you know, he he didn't only wrestle in the WWE, he did really well on TNA as well. Yeah. So, I mean, Angle is just one of them guys that he should have been retired in a better way. But they couldn't get Cena. He wanted Cena to do it because that was Cena's first appearance in WWE yep. as the prototype. And then, you know, he kind of helped Cena get going again when Cena... Rebranded and became the Doctor Thugonomics yeah. and all that, and so see that made sense because he had the connection. There was nothing with him and Corbin other than they were bickering administrators. Ooh, yeah. who gives the f- about that shit? No, no, it was stupid. That's why I just like I don't do this again. Just, we'll see what happens, dude. But it's, if, it's, I mean, if you're going to do this with Sheamus, then you better give Sheamus the proper push afterwards. Yeah. Because I, this has been I crap. What I can't stand is I know Sheamus is a main, main event level guy. And he's been mid-card for like the past five years. Yeah. Other than his little rivalry that he had trying to be one of the top contenders with him and McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah, on that, yeah. And then basically that was it. And then mid. 
Look, Jameis is not mid. Jameis is far from mid. That's what gets him on our hey, Same here, dude. The only time, the only thing that other surprised anybody is when he accidentally won the WWE title the first time. <laughs> I think he was surprised. He was surprised. Cena fell through the table, and no one was supposed to throw fall through the table at that point. Yeah, so. That's why I don't understand why you would have a tables-only match, because an accident like that could happen. I don't think they've had one since then. Not just not, not for a title. title not for, every match that involved tables that involved a title was just basically a hardcore match yep. or no holds barred match or whatever. No disqualification matches. That's basically it. No one has gone through a table in, intentionally for a title <laughs> like that because it was an accident. Cena fell off the damn turnbuckle back into a table, and even Sheamus, you could see it because they timed it badly on the camera change because they changed the camera to get a different angle and Sheamus was still surprised as fuck and he went yeah I won <laughs> and like oh yeah yeah, yeah we meant to do that uh, I was just like oh my god Sheamus wasn't supposed to win there I don't know if he was supposed to win that night but he wasn't supposed to win there <laughs> at that right. moment I can't remember did it, what did they ever tell us? I don't think we ever got a true explanation of what happened to Cena. Did he get like concussed or something and just lost his balance and fell back? I don't know. But you know, I think he just tripped or something because he fell off the turnbuckle backwards into a table and Seamus just shit. He had a clumsy moment. Come on now. But I think I seen him might have gotten hurt and at that was hurt at that moment and just kind of slipped and fell back because he it wasn't quite up I'll here. Have to look that up. I mean, this that's just so funny. And I'm sure they probably deleted that video clip of him, of Seamus, when he had that oh shit look on his face. No, they still have it. Well, I'm sure someone fi- figured out how to save it and keep it up there. But that oh shit moment on, look on his face. And then he realized the camera was on him. And yeah. then he went, yeah, I won. I think. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's. It sucks. I hope it's not Edge's last match. but I hope not either. And Don't get me wrong. Sheamus. Sheamus could retire somebody. I just don't see it being Edge. But if it is, like I said, just please, for the love of God, give Sheamus a push after that then. Yeah. So I'm sick and tired of this crap. I like Sheamus. I actually like Sheamus. It's weird because I'm not... I don't usually like guys who've been... Heels like he's been, but I never actually had a problem with him being yeah. a heel. I was like, okay. The only thing I didn't like was his early mic skills. His early mic skills sucked. Yeah. And then they gave him that, and they still gave him a title push. Well, on accident. <laughs> right. They put him in the title hunt too soon for my taste as a guy with a... Well, I think they really had no choice at that point. It was their only option. Andrew, but I'm just saying. Um, I was like, but now that he's way better on the mic, I don't care. He's really good. And, you know, I could see his level. His talent level was top guy, but he I was like barely mid on the title mic. again. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. And talk about a guy who can hold his own against Roman, huh? Yeah. Huh. You know, whatever. You know. We're just really good wrestling fans who could write better shit than the WWE writers now, but, you know. Who knows that? Of course, then again, I think they've also been kind of hammered by uh, the old man upstairs, but, yeah. 
Well, according to Triple H, he's he's not in every day to day decision making. But well, we'll right see. now he's out with the back surgery. He oh. can't be in everyday situations, day to day. He fucking from a hospital bed. He always dumb ass would try. True. They just need to have uh, Stone Cold visit him in the hospital again. Oh right, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, I know it was. I know it was a joke. You know, I know it was set up, but still, it'd be funny if it happened truly. <laughs> Anyways. All right, man. So I think that does it for us with wrestling talk. We'll be back again at it tomorrow. Because, baby, it's football talk. Yes, yeah, football talk. Oh, my God. I can feel it. Can you feel it? I can feel it. I love football talk. I see that. So much. And, you guys, we got to talk about a little bit of something. Because I declared something dead, but I think it just threw a Hail Mary and might actually live. We might have the Pac-12 still. Just not, it's just not our father's or grandfather's Pac-10 or 8 or 12. There you go. Alright, so that's your clue. Don't look into it yet. I'll tell you about it tomorrow. (laughs) I'm sure you're already looking into it. You probably already know if you're out west anyways. But... That will do it for us here tonight. And as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.